What's up? What's up? Good morning, y'all. Welcome to another episode of BS Faith. My name is Lewis Dooley. I got my brother Sam here this morning, but Sam, who is this strange dude in the room this morning, man? What's up? I thought I thought he was with you. <laughs> man, like I just came here. I st- I started the coffee. Hold on, where's my phone? And I got we the got call some donuts. <laughs> and there's this guy. He's tall, too. Maybe he likes donuts, and he just trailed the donuts, man, <laughs> yeah. from Duncan. All the way. <laughs> I don't know. All the, well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Um, what a year it is. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've actually just briefly, our church invited us to join them for um, 21 days of prayer and fasting. Wow. And so, so far, by the grace of God, wow. I'm doing good with that. And wow. my fast is, it was social media, yeah. but that's so easy because I could care less about that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So now <laughs> I'm not eating after 12 p.m. Okay. So that's why I've had like two donuts and I might have six <laughs> more this morning because um, I got to get them calories in quick before noon. <laughs> that's huge though. <clears throat> that's, yeah. And they use the wow. acronym PRAY. They say when you feel tempted to... um you know, like look at so, whatever mm-hmm. your thing you're fasting from to pray is acronym. So one is praise, R is reflect, A is ask, and he mm-hmm. said ask big, and then Y is yearn. Mm-hmm. I thought, huh, that's interesting. That's interesting because mm-hmm. we did the pray acronym too. We did, we did. But theirs is good. Theirs is really good. Yeah, it's cool. The yeah. yearning part is kind of like ours was yearn. yielding. Yes, it was. Nevertheless, yielding. not my will, but yours be done. Yeah. I thought the yearn was like, is that just the uh, acronym failure when you try to make a word <laughs> and then you got <laughs> figure out which each letter oh, yeah. means. Like, what do you do yeah. for the Y? Yeah, you know, it's like yearn. It's like, how do I yearn? Yeah, yearn's a, yearn's it's different. a stretch. Yeah, so um, it's a new year and uh, we're starting to have guests on our show. Yes, and our first one is in the house, number one, number baby. one, and it's the one that I wanted to start with. And Amen, it, and it worked out, and I think it's the best one to start with because mm, that's right. We're going to be talking about how to open the Bible in the new year, and our guest is Mr. Tim Augustine, and he works for he works for Open the Bible, <laughs> Open the Bible, formerly known as Unlocking the Bible, uh, so it's that organization, uh, but now it's uh, Open the Bible, and they do amazing stuff. I like listen to something or read something from Open the Bible. Probably about every day, mm-hmm. okay. and um, so we have uh, Tim here. So today. Tim, just a quick question to go ahead and jump right in, and it's not <laughs> in the script, so I hope you can deal with off script <laughs> stuff. So unlocking the Bible, did that mean that you used the key and now open the Bible? You just ripped the thing open. That's exactly right. Okay, right. Lewis. Uh... <laughs> well, unlocking the Bible, if I'm right, Tim was like Jesus is the key that un- unlocks the Bible, like. He's like the all master of skeleton key, right? Yeah, it if you want to understand it, from Genesis, Daniel, anything, mm, yep. it's Jesus. Um, but but now it, it's open the Bible, which so does that mean there's no Jesus key anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is still always the key, but uh, open the Bible. We just felt that um, you know in the in the times that we live, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you know, are put forward as important. And we just wanted to um, kind of position ourselves in a way that is is very simple for people. We're we're just asking them to open the Bible. And so really what we try to do with people is we try to open the Bible for them. That's part of what we do with our preaching ministry and Mm. that sort of thing. Mm. We want to open the Bible 
with them and show mm. them how to open the Bible for themselves. Mm. And then we want to equip them to open the Bible with other people. Mm. Amen. And so I, it's that makes complete sense to me. Like maybe it helps me to think of like a book I'm less familiar with, like let's say Herodotus or some <laughs> ancient book that I've never cracked open. Like I don't want to crack that thing open. Yeah. And to have an organization whose whole purpose is to help me open that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and it is good. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. So thanks for uh, sharing with me, at least, and maybe there's some listeners that know of it but didn't know why the transition, but that's cool. You got it. Thanks for having me with you guys today. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really a pleasure just not only to be a part of the podcast, but just to be with you guys this oh, morning. Man. So thank you. You're too kind. You're too- I did yeah. shower this morning, so I tried to make <laughs> I really it appreciate pleasurable that. for you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's an that's another New Year's show. Yeah, I don't do that before every show, actually. So, you know, it's a treat. Wait, I showered too this morning. I never do. Oh, wow. That's the imagery. Like, wow. That's TMI, brother. <laughs> We're here early though, so and we're all together. You know, a lot of podcasts, actually, probably most podcasts that I've seen, are people are in different you know states or that. But it's always been important to Lewis and me to to be together so we can see each other, hear each other, smell each other. That sounds like a great segue for an ask, okay? Because we're willing to travel, but yeah. in order to travel, we need. Ting-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling in the bank of piggy bank. So, you know, like if I'm like, I'd love to interview Dr. Tony Evans, but he probably oh, not going to come man. to us. We got to go to probably Texas. go to him. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. Alistair Begg. We got to go yeah. to your home state, yeah, right? That's Ohio, right. Guy. Ohio. Yeah. Like yeah. we will travel y'all. So if you want us to interview the person, like we'll take her to interview, you take her to yeah. travel and yeah. we'll be all good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We got to quit joking, man. That's all right. So, so Tim, what's your role at unlocking the? Uh, sorry, I did it already. <laughs> at open the Bible, uh, I'll bleep that part out. <laughs> yeah, so I'm at, I'm really a editor, a writer, and a pastor for Open the Bible, and so everything that had all the content that we create, I have a hand in it, mm. uh, usually in an editing way. Um, a lot of content is from our the 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 senior pastor of our ministry, Colin Smith. Mm-hmm. And so I have the privilege of uh, repurposing and editing his content for different uh, venues, different mm-hmm. kinds of things. And then really, I mean, if you think about our ministry is really a multimedia ministry. And so it's publishing, it's radio, um, it's web. And so you really kind of have an online audience. And so, you know, there's all kinds of like pastoral things that come up you know we, we receive questions and stuff like that mm. from our listeners and so there's really a pastoral function that mm-hmm. i have too mm. and there's apps there's so like the website's fantastic the youtube channel the app there's probably a couple different apps there's a lot of resources and one of the things that i really want people to get in touch with open the bible uh, especially in the new year, especially as they're um, coming up with plans to try to make it through the Bible in a year or just get into the Bible a little bit. But there are so many resources at Open the Bible mm. uh, for people to take advantage of. Do you guys have like a Twitter account? We do, yes. Does Colin tweet? Uh, or you guys just tweet as an organization? Yeah, it's Colin doesn't physically himself tweet. 
but we have a Twitter account where we tweet out some of his content. I think it'd be dope. I just see in my mind him like sitting on the couch at home, just kick back, chilling with his legs crossed, right? He's just tweeting away. Like, that's awesome, man. Like, I, I love to see something like that. And I think that, you know, Pastor Colin is, man, he's one of the most gifted, godly men I've ever met in my mm-hmm. life. And, it's, and, yep. and I, I like to believe I've met quite a few, you know, because mm-hmm. if he was like the only one, then it'd be like he's the only mm-hmm. one. But, um, like people follow that gifting that God has given to him. So it's not him. It's mm-hmm. the spirit of God yep. and what God has done in him that draws people. And Twitter is such a neat social media because it's like real time live. I'm speaking to you across the globe and you can literally speak right back. And so I'm just thinking like the momentum that he could really gain and attraction if he was just like, you know, tweeting himself how much feedback he'd get from people and stuff like that. Of course, and he might not be as godly as he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, because we are still humans. Yeah, Twitter. Good old Twitter. You know, I wonder, um, I mean, maybe 10, 15 years from now, Khan will be retired as a senior pastor. and He has obviously a lot of responsibilities, mm-hmm. but maybe that's something that he picks up in his retirement that he says, hey, you know, here's a platform where I could, you know, minister to people in a unique way, maybe yeah. he picks that up. Yeah, like a Twitter ministry. There you go. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> and he's from he's from Scotland too, which is uh you mentioned Alistair Begg, but uh yeah, the other Scottish voice that people hear on the radio That's right. is is Colin Smith. And I'm Scottish. <laughs> My last name is Dooley, that's Scottish. So sure I, sounds I like fit it. right I fit right in with them guys, you know. We need to do like a three headed monster show yeah you know the scottish yeah, trio or something yeah I tell you what i'd listen to that podcast <laughs> i would too, and minus you, me and <laughs> you have the kilt don't you no i ain't got no count about the rock kilt man uh, backpacks i'm not musically inclined so um what um tell us about the reach of uh, open the bible some of the like i know because i mentioned radio stations yeah it's you're on more than one Right. <laughs> right. So uh, tell us about that. Yeah. So uh, we, Open the Bible, by God's grace, does have a large reach. Yeah. Um, we're on about 600 stations worldwide. Um, Whoa. We're in every of the 50 states we broadcast, as yeah. well as about 250 countries. Wow. And so in terms of, if you think about the ministry as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of publishing and... in. Um, Radio broadcast, uh, web, we reached, or you know, we were able to share the gospel with about twelve million people last year. Wow! wow. So pretty amazing uh, ministry, yeah. um, which is wow. we've been around for about twenty years now. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, just you know, if you look at the kind of the growth of the ministry, mm-hmm. um, I think we started out on one station that was like once a week. Mm-hmm. And so now it's five days a week and weekends in some places. So And you wow. said like 600 stations? That's I correct. Like, I like those numbers because like you can't argue with them in my mind because you can say that, well, uh, a billion people watch this video, but you don't know how, how many truly watched it all the way through and that. But you can measure we're on 600 <coughs> stations yeah. yep. throughout the world. So how is... How is Open the Bible funded? It's a it's a nonprofit. That's correct. Yeah, and it's just funded like I'm sure there are maybe some churches or organizations that help with funding. Uh, it's f- <clears throat> the only organization that I know of that helps with funding is the Orchard, which is the 
the church where Pastor Colin mm-hmm. is the senior pastor. But outside of that, all of the funding is from private individuals. Wow. So, man, that's great. Yeah, it's pretty astonishing mm-hmm. to think man. about. Man, that is really cool. So, a couple things. One, you mentioned one of your roles is editor. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm dying to ask the question. I've been vacillated in my mind, should I? <laughs> but the the risk taker in me says, yes, yes, yes. So I love Pastor Collins' teaching and like I can see him live and yada yada yada. Like I know editing isn't like necessarily always taking out and adding to. So maybe it's more so format. Mm-hmm. But how much editing do you like really have to do? with like one of his sermons or something. Yeah. So when I think about editing, I think it's like taking, so the original setting for Colin's content is typically a sermon. Mm -hmm. So he's preaching on Sunday mornings at our church. And so it's taking that content and putting it into a different format. So for example, um, we put out a daily devotional. So it's like a 300 word um, encouragement to someone spiritually. And so that has to be kind of reshaped for a devotional format. So just being honest, there's not a lot of editing that needs to be done because, <laughs> yeah. you know, Colin's a very good writer as well as a preacher. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like, I'm, um, you know, I got to fix his grammar or anything yeah. like that. It's more that like, it's, it's a different audience, a little bit different setting. So you have to reshape it a little bit. But the content is essentially Collins. I feel mm-hmm. like there's sermons I've heard, not many, and I can't recall specifics, where he may have used a word that might not be so common to mm-hmm. us in the States, yep. mm-hmm. and you have to, like, translate yes. that. <clears throat> so that's what that does happen. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. I think that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very cool. And it, it, that happened a lot more earlier on in Collins' ministry mm-hmm. when he first came to the U.S. Yeah, yeah. He was in the UK before that, so you get a lot of UKisms mm-hmm. in his early sermons, but not so much now. Uh, just very, very occasionally, and a lot of times it's pronunciation. Kind yeah, of stuff, yeah, so. yeah. Okay, all right, that's cool. And then you also mentioned um, a role as pastor, and so you kind of clarified that a little bit. But but that role didn't just begin when you started working for Open the Bible. No, that's right. I was actually on staff at the Orchard mm-hmm. for about seven years before I worked for uh, Open the Bible, and I was the pastor to young families uh, okay. at at the Orchard, and so that's kind of where I, <clears throat> that's really where I uh, kind of cut my teeth in mm-hmm. ministry and kind of learned the ins and outs of it, and so it just kind of was a natural transition mm-hmm. uh, to work for Open the Bible after being on staff. Cool, cool. What are, like, as you serve as a, a pastor for Open the Bible, you listeners write questions, yeah, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many or how often, but, like, have you noticed trends lately of, of themes and questions, kinds of things people are wrestling with these days in particular, whether it's in the Bible or just in culture? Yeah. Um, you that, know, I just find that really fascinating. Like, yeah. what are people asking? It is fascinating, um, Sam. I... One of the interesting things about uh, Open the Bible is if you think about like your typical church, like the kinds of questions you might get as a pastor, um, you've got people who are, you know, they're regularly attending your church, they're, you know, maybe in a small group, et cetera, et Mm -hmm. cetera. But when you think about a listening audience, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times you have people who, I mean, for myself, I listened to the radio 
to Christian radio every day for about two years before I came to faith. Hmm. And so if you think about your audience, it's much broader than your typical like um, church okay. audience. So if you think about our radio audience, don't think like, oh, it's just like my church. Yeah, like yeah. it's much mm. broader, much there's it's much more diverse than yeah. that. Hmm. And so the kind of questions that we're getting, I would say that I think about it in two categories right now. One is that um, we've always gotten this question, and it's always been our number one question, and I expect mm. that it always will be. And it's around the issues of assurance of salvation. Mm. So it's, wow. you know, how can I know for sure that I'm a Christian? How do I know if I'm saved? Did I commit the unforgivable sins? Wow. This whole broad set of questions yeah. that people are asking. And that's always been our number one question. Wow. wow. That's interesting. Um, it is. I, so uh, in terms of frequency, uh, uh, it's really risen uh, in the past year. And I think with the pandemic, for some reason, it really are the number of questions that we get is multiplied mm. much greater than mm -hmm. it ever has been. I would say now we get about a question a day. Mm -hmm. um, so if you think about that over 365 days a year, that's a lot of questions yeah. that we're getting. Yeah. And so, um, but I would say the kind of the cutting edge or the difference that I'm seeing right now in terms of our questions is that it's a lot more, we're getting a lot more counseling questions than I've mm. we've ever received mm. before. So it's like, um, you know, questions like I was abused as a child mm. and I'm struggling with like, how does that, you know, does God really love me? Mm -hmm. How did he let that happen? Mm -hmm. It's a, a lot of questions around, you know, dysfunction mm -hmm. and... Rather than just Bible questions. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, and I would say that up until the pandemic, we were getting more Bible questions wow. than anything. So you know, how could it be yeah. that, um, you know, Moses and the burning bush? How did yeah. that happen? Is that real? Well, that one thing it stuff? says to me, I would think, is that people are more trusting mm -hmm. uh, to open themselves up, you know, through a, a question form to to somebody like you, yeah, to an organization to reveal their uh, deeper secrets, yeah, which is a good thing, I think, Yeah, rather mm -hmm. than just a, a BS question about <laughs> where did uh, Cain get his wife? Is that the... Is that the <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey, I, I wouldn't say that's, you know, well, anyway. <laughs> a I mean, that's a good question, that's a good question yeah, that's a good though, question. you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you say to someone about assurance of salvation? Just as we're talking yeah. about it, what what yeah. do we say? We just I just had a conversation with a group of people last night about this very thing, mm -hmm. so I'm mm -hmm. interested to hear what you got to say. <laughs> well, I think uh, so. I think there's not a general answer to mm -hmm. the question. I think it's a complex question, and so usually it's you're looking for something particular that like a so understanding the person's context a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, why are they struggling with assurance of salvation? Um, you know, and so trying to get a little bit at, you know, what may be behind that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so because, you know, assurance of salvation is a many-sided thing. It's a, it, there's a, there's not like just a, a silver bullet that's mm -hmm. going to solve the problem. And so, you know, it could be that, um, you know, in the course of something that they've shared as they're asking that question, there are particular reasons why they, you know, maybe they feel like they've committed the unforgivable mm. sin. Um, maybe they don't feel as close to the Lord as yeah. they did before. Um, 
and they're wondering yeah. like has he abandoned me Th- those kinds yeah. of things <laughs> so i think it's it's not a easy question mm-hmm. to answer i think it's it's more looking at the periphery mm-hmm. of what they have shared and trying to understand mm-hmm. how to like minister the gospel yeah. to them. And that's, I've definitely felt all of those. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I mean, from my experience with being asked that question or being around the question asked for me, in most cases, it was people wanting to associate salvation with the feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I would always say, man, salvation isn't a feeling. It's a fact, you know, and mm-hmm. you believe mm-hmm. you choose to believe that fact, despite any feeling or lack thereof, mm-hmm. and you just charge forward mm-hmm. in that. And as you continue to read the Bible and experience God, your faith starts to grow mm-hmm. to a point to where now it's not even a question, right? You know, and so, but but your your response, I think, is the key. You know, yeah. because there's always something behind the question. So yes. you have to, it's kind of like the cough. I can give you a cough drop, but that's not going to help solve the <laughs> virus that you have in your mm-hmm. body. Right. So let's attack the problem mm-hmm. and not the symptom. Yes. <clears throat> that's for me, like that's where some of these feelings can actually be helpful. Uh, because if the person is like saying, I don't feel like I'm saying, mm-hmm. and then you can just dig a little bit, use that to say, well, why not? Like, is the trace that back? Is there a sin mm-hmm. that that they haven't repented of, mm-hmm. that they haven't talked about? Is there you know what 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 are those feelings pointing towards? So you can yeah. use them, but you don't trust them. Yeah, well, and oftentimes the for me in my experience, it was the context. I'm in prison. We had several charismatic groups coming in, and they were teaching. Oh yeah, you got to get the feeling. Oh, you got to okay. speak in tongues. Right. Yeah, yeah. You got to have the baptism of the spirit. You got to be slain in the spirit. Sure. All that Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hinn <laughs> bumper sticker. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, going on, and these yeah. people are left like either a they didn't have okay. an experience like that, so they're questioning, "Am I really saved?" Right. Or they had an experience. But then after the experience is gone, they're left like, well, yeah. wait, this happened, but I don't feel like I'm saved. Yeah, right. So that's the context for yes. me. And so that's yep. always, I got to push that away because that's out here in the real world where I've been living. I don't mm-hmm. encounter many charismatics. Yeah. And so it's more of the unpardonable sin yep. or or I think from my experience, it's mostly just not really fully understanding the gospel right. mm-hmm. and not understanding what grace really yes. means and the mm-hmm. power of it. Yeah. Because the power of salvation is in the grace of God mm-hmm. and Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand that, I don't know how you can have salvation. I don't believe it's possible. Mm-hmm. One thing that I always, story in scripture that I always go back to is a thief on the cross <clears throat> and open the Bible and Colin, Pastor Colin has written, tell us about the thief on the cross. <laughs> there, there's a book, there's, a, uh, there's an audio book, which yep. is fantastic. Yeah. So about uh, 2015... Um, we Colin had uh, preached a message on the thief on the cross, which was a really powerful message. Yeah. Um, and we had the response to it was was unusual. Mm-hmm. And so we started thinking about like, is there a way that we could bring this message to a, a broader audience? Mm-hmm. And so Colin had started to write some chapters about the story of mm-hmm. the thief and became a book. But it, he did it in the first person, right? He did it in the first yeah. person, that's right. And so obviously, you know, as a a Christian, you always want to be faithful to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so th- there was some license taken mm-hmm. in terms of like his background and, mm-hmm. you know, how he came to be the thief and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. 
but tried to be as faithful to the scriptures mm. as possible. And then um, once the book had come out, uh, we started thinking about um, a one-man play. Mm -hmm. And so we had a connection with Stephen Baldwin, mm. and he agreed to come in wow. and, and uh, perform it at our church. And then it was... Uh, and, and it, it was a really unusual thing for our church. It mm -hmm. was a real blessing from the Lord, we, we feel. Uh, people extended invitations to people who had probably never been yeah. in a church before. And so just God used it in a wonderful yeah. way to bring some people to the Lord and also, I think, to stretch his mm -hmm. own people in terms of invitations and stuff like that. So. And it impacted Stephen Baldwin himself, didn't it? It really did. I think, you know, can I mean... You, the... Can you share any secret stories to our millions of listeners? <laughs> I could, but then we'd probably have to... We'd have to tank this episode. Yeah. So I don't... <laughs> wow. <laughs> I actually had dinner with Stephen Baldwin. Did you? <clears throat> before that even took place wow. with you all. Really? Yeah, it was an unrelated... Some... Christian movie that debuted huh. at Moody, and I was a part of like, I don't know, 50 people that got invited mm. to watch a pre-showing. Mm -hmm. And then a friend of mine's brother-in-law was like a big producer. That's how that mm -hmm. connection came about. So we went to Lou Malnati's for Deep Dish, and I found <laughs> that uh, Stephen Baldwin likes New York-style pizza, not Chicago-style yeah. pizza. Mm -hmm. At least back then he's from he out east, right? I don't know where he's from, yeah. but he wasn't a big fan of the huh. Deep Dish, so he ordered his own uh Thin, super thin crust. We're not going to hold that against yeah. him, though. No, we? we won't. We won't. Okay. Now yeah. he, I think it really did impact him, and I think you know, just having to be in the first person and and thinking mm -hmm. about his position as the mm -hmm. thief, and about Christ and mm -hmm. what he did. Um, I think it just, you know, you kind of have to get yourself into the script and think about. Mm -hmm you know, the dynamics of it. And I think it really did mm -hmm. have an impact on him for good. And that's a great story for those wrestling with assurance of salvation, yes. for instance. Yep. Yeah, I use that story all the time with Catholic people, mm -hmm. you know, or anybody that thinks that there's something I must do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, well, in the, in the, in Colin's book, there's, you can pick up on, especially like chapters about uh, Mar Mary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mary's in there. Yeah. Um, but it, where he's really kind of addressing some of those issues, not directly, but y you can kind of feel what he's getting at, mm -hmm. that we trust Christ alone, and Mary also does, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So I, I got a question that I'm dying to ask, and I'm sure <laughs> other people may be like wanting to know, like, so what is it like working with Pastor Colin? That's a great question. Um, I've worked with Colin for Pastor Colin for over twenty years now. Between wow. Open mm. the Bible and being on staff at the church, okay. And uh, you know, I mean, it, it's uh, it's a it's an interesting question to answer. I mean, I I love working with Colin. Uh, he's a humble guy, mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, I've worked for a lot of different bosses, so to speak, and. And Colin's a very gracious guy. Um, Colin also has the energy of about a 23-year-old. Wow. So okay. like he'll put in a 16-hour day, and it's like, you're like, okay. Wow, okay. okay. <laughs> I just got humbled. <laughs> so, I mean, he's his work ethic is mm. extraordinary, um, but you would never know it. Um, mm. He's not like the kind of guy that wants the spotlight. Yeah. He's just yeah. a guy that uses his gifts for the Lord's 
mm-hmm. uh, glory and honor. So it's really a joy and a privilege to to serve with him. And I, I would say that if you know, if I knew Colin wasn't going to hear this, I would still say yeah. that he's he's a great guy. <clears throat> yeah. So you know, it's twenty twenty three. What January fourth. So we're just days into the new year. And if we look back in the past couple years, we've seen leaders of big churches topple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing that I've experienced personally with some leaders, not these guys, and I haven't been around leaders who were that big or leading that big an organization. But one thing that seems to be pretty common is when I encounter a somewhat high capacity leader is that they all seem so cookie cutter, Mm -hmm. like their attitude, their persona. It's almost like a switch is flipped from being the smiley, friendly, shake your hand, give you a hug. Hey, brother, what's up? Type of mode to like, okay, now it's strictly business. And and in a sense, almost become like an animal in the boardroom or something like that. What, what, what was Colin's leadership style? Like when you guys are like, I'm sure it's serious most of the time because what you're doing, you're handling God's word. Yeah. But there's got to be a little levity in there sometimes. But then when it's like, okay, let's get back to business. Like, is he like, what is he like as a leader? Um, I mean, I think <clears throat> as you know, I mean, leaders have different roles. And mm. so like, I think about Colin in different settings. So th- I think about him like as a preacher, mm-hmm. I mean, you have different, a lot of different preachers have mm-hmm. different, are different in their leadership as a preacher. I mean, I would say like Collins, um, as a preacher, like he's all business Mm -hmm. in the sense that like, this is God's word. We're handling it. Mm -hmm. We're, we honor the Lord who speaks to us this, this is God speaking to us. And so there's not a lot of fluff and not a lot of, you know, jokes and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. It's, it's a reverence for the Lord that you see there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always Colin with the word of God. Mm-hmm. It's a, a reverence for God. And but it's it's a there's a warmth to it as well. Mm, okay. And so I think so that's one setting. I think another setting is like he's leading other leaders in the church mm-hmm. or he's leading um, you know, his staff. And again, I would say that it's a mixture of like he's not like a type A kind of okay, guy. Okay, okay. I mean, he definitely gets stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, you know, I mean, he's just a he's an ordinary guy. He doesn't yeah. try to pretend to be anything other than that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's just a lot of grace with Colin, and like, I mean, he's a enjoyable to work with yeah, in that that's sense. Cool. You know that's cool. I mean? That's good to hear. And I, I would say I've been around him quite a bit back in my momentum days. Yeah. And so I, I I feel this like what you're sharing is working with him. I feel the same way yeah. just from like being under his teaching and momentum yeah. and other contexts I've been around him. So really, really humble brother yes. that has impeccable hair. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm always like, wow, this is amazing. But that we'll say that for another episode. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, I, I think that a lot of times in leadership, People have a tendency to be this like animal in the boardroom or this CEO mentality mm-hmm. where I have to be like almost cutthroat. I have to be harsh. And like there's the idea of like we're going to remove feelings from this. So when I give you the cold, hard facts, just take it for what it is. And I feel that the role of pastor, like I don't like titles. 
but I believe that's a gift that God gives people. That's my own personal mm-hmm. opinion. And that's something that is given to you by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And I think right now, as far as I believe, like it doesn't ever get taken away. So in other words, like once a pastor, always a pastor, like this idea of retiring, like yeah, you can stop working for a church or organization, but the gift is always in you. And I think you should always be using the gift until you have no breath mm-hmm. left in your body. And I also believe that there aren't any circumstances or times where you turn that that gentle, loving, shepherding role off for the sake of we need to get something done. To a little musical break, people can uh, jam out, rock bathroom out, break, bathroom break, coffee we'll, break. We'll be back in a few seconds here. <laughs> thing I want to know is <laughs> tell us about some of the resources. You talked about leaders. Yeah. You, and, you, and Louis, you mentioned momentum. Tell us about the leadership uh, resources because I, I was at home, which I go to often <laughs> the other day, and on our computer at home, I saw a website pulled up and it was one of Open the Bible's leadership training uh, pages. I guess my wife or my son or somebody had, was on it, going through some of the some of the activities. But yeah. tell us about mm. what they offer for leaders. Yeah, so uh, one of the things that Pastor Colin has always been involved with at the church is uh, is leadership development and training, and so um, he's done two different kinds of training: one for like church planners, um, pastors, and missionaries. And that so like more professional, so to speak, uh, <clears throat> Christian leaders. Mm-hmm. And then he's also done a leadership training for just ordinary Christians. Okay. And so um, what we've launched actually this Ju- this past July is something we're calling "Open the Bible for Leaders." Okay. And it's really targeted for the ordinary Christian mm-hmm. who. Uh, maybe has the desire to grow in their leadership, mm-hmm. grow in their usefulness to Christ, mm-hmm. but they're not ever going to go to seminary. They're not mm-hmm. going to... They don't aspire to be a full-time pastor. Mm-hmm. They just want to serve the Lord better and be better equipped to do mm-hmm. that. And so that's why we really why we launched Open the Bible for Leaders. Yeah. Um, and so it's just uh, it's a bunch of courses that you can take. Mm-hmm. Most of them are taught by Pastor Colin, but there mm-hmm. are other people associated with the ministry who um, do some of the teaching. But for just as an example, there's two uh, modules that Colin uh, has done. One's called uh, Watch Your Life, mm-hmm. and the other one's called Watch Your Doctrine. And so they're, they're really basic kind of leadership development stuff. In other words, if you want to be a leader or want to be more useful to Christ, it begins with living a more godly life. Mm. And so oftentimes we forget that and we go right to, oh, I got to have this knowledge or that yep, knowledge. Yep, but it really, yep. the 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 very core of being a leader or being a, uh, of being more effective for Christ mm-hmm. is being more godly. 
And so that's where we start with mm -hmm. the training program. Uh, <clears throat> then it also uh, is about watching your doctrine. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we want to be faithful to Christ in everything that we do and, and everything that we're teaching. Mm -hmm. And so that's just a sample of, mm -hmm. there'll, there'll be more, trust me. Is that yeah. like uh, in lieu of uh, leverage? Yeah, so that those things are so when Lewis says leverage, mm -hmm. he's talking about like lay leader training that mm -hmm. we do at the, at the orchard. Um, so that is still going on. Okay, so okay. we're still doing training inside the church. This is for everyone outside, outside. Gotcha. of the gotcha. orchard, but through open the Bible, but through open yeah. the Bible, right? That's great because it's like, hey, if you don't live in proximity to the orchard, or if you go to a church, you love your church, yeah. like. Stay where you are, but yes. still participate in this training that exactly. we're putting out. So that's yeah. great. That's and, great. And it's free. Mm -hmm. It's online. Mm -hmm. Free ninety nine. <laughs> My type of price. <laughs> it's free. It's online. And uh, <laughs> you're funny, man. Uh, it's so anyone can access it. Um, all you got to do is come to our website, and you can do it at your own pace, is it, your own time. Is it just? Uh, written or is it video or audio? So it's video based okay. training, mm -hmm. um, but it also has like you can everything that's taught you can get like a PDF of it if yeah, you want. Yeah. So it's all there for you. Yeah, you can go through like questions. Yeah, that's what I saw like on that. my computer at home when yeah. I saw this document that was up, and I read through some of the questions, and I'm like, these are so good. Yeah, it's good. It's stuff. so right. It's so right. I mean, because I've I've been a pastor, I've failed as a pastor, and I know that, yeah, watch your life. Like that, that is crucial. If you don't yeah. have that, it doesn't matter how skilled you are with speaking yeah. or writing or anything else, really. Yeah. So tell us about then you also have, well, Open the Bible started. I mean, the name started with this desire to o open the Bible uh, in like 30 days, uh, 60 days. Maybe a year. Like, tell us about that too. Yeah. So, so if people want to, like, in the new year, in this year, go through the Bible and get a good understanding of uh, the Pentateuch or the prophets or yep. whatever, uh, you have resources for that. That's right. So, uh, Unlocking the Bible, which was the original name yeah. of our ministry, came out of a series that Colin did at, the, at our church. So he decided, this was back in 2000, that he was going to yeah. preach through the Old Testament in one year, the story of the Old Testament, mm -hmm. and then the story of the New Testament mm -hmm. in the second year. And that became a four-volume book mm -hmm. called Unlocking the Bible Story. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> it was a phenomenal resource. Published by Moody. Published by yeah. Moody. <clears throat> and so we have mm -hmm. taken that original content and we... We reworked it mm -hmm. and put it online, and we call it now Open the Bible Story. Okay. And you can access that content in three ways. So it's in three sessions, mm -hmm. in 30 sessions, or in 50 sessions. Okay. And so every one of those kind of paths through the Bible takes you through the whole Bible story. Mm -hmm. They're just at different levels. So the three-session one is like our cookies on the bottom shelf. Mm -hmm. And it just gives you kind of an overview of the entire Bible story. So each it's less than two hours. You can mm -hmm. go through the whole Bible wow. story. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, taught by Colin. That's taught Colin. by Colin, yeah. yes. And then there's a 30 session, which is, <clears throat> I would say it's the simplest mm -hmm. of the three. And it, it's, you know, there's about 10 Old Testament, 10 Gospels, and 10 
New Testament letters. Mm -hmm. And again, it just takes you through the Bible story, but in smaller chunks. Each session is about five to seven mm -hmm. minutes. And then there's a 50-session one, which is the deepest of the pass through the mm -hmm. Bible. It's more theologically oriented. Okay. Um, if it's, it's more complex in some ways, and so you can kind of lose where you are in the story because mm -hmm. you're going deeper into the stories. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I would like that would be a great tool for like a small group okay. that yeah. wants to study yeah. the Bible and really kind of dig yeah. in. And, you know, they're ready to do discipleship. Mm -hmm. They're ready to mm -hmm. take the next step and they want to like, I want to go all yeah. in. And there's teaching and questions right. to go so, along with that. So the other two are, I would say, more introductory. Okay. Like, so if you'd never read the Bible before, mm -hmm. I'd start with the three or mm -hmm. the 30. Um, or maybe I've just begun reading the mm -hmm. Bible and I want to understand how it all fits together mm -hmm. better. Mm. And, and you have, and you, Tim, have your hands all over that. I mean, people, that that's why uh, I want people to get to know you too in the ministry because you work alongside with Pastor Colin and the rest of the team. You have a pretty big team at Open the Bible, but you're, uh, you have your hands all over things like that. And um, yeah, that's right. Fantastic. So that, that project of creating the online resources from mm -hmm. the original content, that was about a year. Uh, of work that Colin yeah. and I did. Yeah. We got together and said, hey, we're going to create this. So we were together for, a, you know... That's where you saw those 16-hour days. <laughs> that's where I saw the 16-hour days. Wow. Yeah, that was that was a, a, a mammoth work, yeah. but a, a really fun thing to yeah. be a part of. So. Wow. Speaking of uh, that Open the Bible, uh, Unlocking the Bible, I we have a giveaway. I just want to do this real quick. A while, freebie? While I'm thinking about it. <laughs> uh -oh, yeah, uh -oh. free 99. We need a drum roll-like <laughs> sound. I do. I could program that in, a drum roll. But we have a resource here that I'm looking at, a book... Um, called Unlocking the Bible Devotional, and it was written by Colin Smith and Tim Augustine together, and it's a 365-day devotional. So it's January 4th, but you can still start with January 5th or 6th whenever we send it to you. So I want to give that away, and uh, we'll give it away to the first person who emails us at bumperstickerfaith at gmail.com. That's right. And if you've won before, you can't win this time. You can't win again, so that just may it, have somebody a, else email for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new year, but still. <laughs> yeah, let somebody else win for a yeah, change. So, you yeah, know who you are. Bumperstickerfaith at gmail.com. Just uh, say that. Uh, yeah, put Unlocking the Bible in, in the subject. Just say I want my free stuff. Yeah. And we we'll, know what you're talking we'll get about. get your address. Because we got we'll, like one free thing. And we'll, so. send you the, we'll send you the devotional. And we'll send you a bumper sticker too. Oh, yeah, we will. We'll put one of those in there. You yeah. can use it for a bookmark or you can you put, it put it on, your, on car your car. Or your coffee go cup. Go big or go home. Yeah, that's where you put on your windshield and right in yeah, the middle. Yeah, on your kids. <laughs> wow, their foreheads. <laughs> wow. Wait, okay. so where were we here? <laughs> so, Tim, tell me. What are you most excited about? Like right now, the direction Open the Bible is going. Mm -hmm. Is there some new project that you guys are working on that you're excited about? Or like just you can just freestyle. Like what are you what are you most excited about what's going on with the ministry? Uh Lewis, there's just a lot of things to be excited about, oh, wow. to be honest, with Open the Bible. Um one of the things I'm personally most excited about is um, the the devotional that we're giving away, the uh, Unlocking the Bible devotional. Uh, we created that with Tyndale. Mm -hmm. And so we've been talking with them about a new devotional project. Mm -hmm. And so right now we have an idea that we're working with. Um, it, we're, we haven't 
We're not 100% go on it yet, but it's an idea, and Tyndale seems to like it. Hmm. But what we're talking about is um, a 365-day devotional that would take you through the story of the four Gospels. In other words, it would take you through the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I'm working on creating kind of a template for it right now from Colin's mm. teachings you know, for the last 20 mm -hmm. years from the Gospels. And so um, just exciting possibility to be able to put that mm -hmm. together. And I think a lot of people are interested in Jesus but and don't know a lot mm -hmm. about him. And so it's just an amazing way to kind of put that, just open that up mm -hmm. for a person. So focusing on Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Correct, yeah. So wow. kind of tell it as a seamless one story, mm -hmm. but from all four of the Gospels. Wow, mm -hmm. okay, all right, that's cool. So another question, and this 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 is so, I'm just going to ask it. Have, so have you seen The Chosen? I have seen the first season of it. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> you know, it's it's always interesting, I think, when you try to portray Jesus. I, you know, I mean, we if you think about the history of that, um, you've got like a lot of different kinds of Jesus, let's put it that mm. way. And so um, I find it, I, I found it to be very interesting. I think, um, I think it's, you know, like from the outset that you can't quite capture who Jesus mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. in a film, you yeah. know, in an ordinary mm -hmm. person. So he is the son of God. And so I think there are some nuggets in there mm -hmm, that are mm -hmm. that are pretty good that mm -hmm. will be an encouragement to a lot of people. I think as long as you recognize the limitations mm -hmm. of something mm -hmm. of an endeavor like that. Wow. Um I think it's I think it can be useful. Mm -hmm. And I love how you put that, man. Recognize the limitations. Yeah. Wow, that's great. I'm going to use that if that's okay. <laughs> Nobody asked me. It's not copyrighted. I like it. Like I think it's entertaining. Yeah, it just is entertainment. The chosen, mm -hmm. is, like the first season, was yeah. really good. Uh, it's it's almost like um, I picture it as a sermon, and well, not really. But in a sermon, you have to do uh, interpretation or exegesis mm -hmm. of the text to mm -hmm. kind of, and that's what the the movie's doing. Yes. It's kind of exegeting or uh, interpreting mm -hmm. uh, the gospels for you. And I recognize that it's some guy's director's spin on it, but. Yeah. I, you know, I like that. I like having the different vantage points. I know it has its limitations too, but um, just as entertainment. So, both you both said the first season is like what three seasons out? Uh, is Four? there a second season? I knew that there oh, was. Oh, there's a definitely second. a second. I there's definitely there's, a then second. I've seen the second as well. Okay, just okay, not the third. Right. If the third's out, okay, I don't know. I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch some of it, man, because people keep asking me about it, and they get all excited and geeked up, and I'm like, dang, like. I get excited and geeked up like that about the Bible. Yeah. Like, if you that excited and geeked up about this, like, maybe it's something, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a pessimist by nature and a contrarian <laughs> as well. So you mix them two together and I won't have many friends. All right. That's where I wanted to go to next, actually, the Bible itself. So us three right now helping people uh, listening get excited about the Bible. You know, forget about ministries or anything. But if if someone wants to uh, commit their lives to reading, meditating on the Bible more this new year, how how do you motivate them to do that? What are some strategies? What have you found that's worked in your own life? Yeah, well, well I'll, how do you I'll, get into? I'll it? jump in real quick, and I'll let yeah. Tim because I want him to talk more about this. But for me, it's encouraging a person to read the Bible, pray to God 
and ask God to show up in their life and then be looking mm-hmm. for that to take place. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can do that. I feel like I can do that several times a week and everything I just said will take place. Mm-hmm. You know, through a conversation. It's like I'm talking to this young man on the way to church Sunday and boom, the sermon talks about what we talked about. Mm-hmm. That's guys showing up. Mm-hmm. Like that ain't no coincidence. And mm-hmm. so when that happens to me, that encourages me to want to get back in to that get, word yeah, yeah. more because I want to experience God more. Yeah. So, so what did you say? You said read. Read well, encourage them to read yeah. it and then pray and ask God to um show up in their life mm-hmm. and then look. and then look for yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. pray, pre read, pray, and look. Yeah. And be expecting. Mm-hmm. And like I got years of experience doing that. As mm-hmm. actually, I should be doing it like every day because <laughs> yeah. it happens mm-hmm. all the time. Now, when you say when you say read, like, do you have a strategy for reading through the Bible these days? Um, well, you know, so I'm I'm reading through the Bible for a year, and we'll see how long okay. that lasts. Just to be transparent, like I always <laughs> fall off at some point in the spring. Um, I just start reading Joshua. I haven't read Joshua in a while. And I'm just like, today I'll be in chapter three. So okay. they just got done with the spies going out and her tying the ribbon yeah. on the door. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, for me, I just picked Joshua because it's been some years since I read Joshua. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I want to understand and know Joshua more. And then again, like, I don't, I don't know all the books of the Bible in order. Mm-hmm. And I feel some people might be thinking, what? I don't, man. I'm sure he does, actually. I don't. Not in order. <laughs> okay. Definitely the Old Testament. Yeah. So me and a friend, starting the day, we're going to start memorizing and learning oh. all the books of the Bible oh. in a row. Do you know a good way to do that? I don't. Do you know one way to do that? I don't know any ways to do it other than <laughs> I was going to write them on a big piece of paper and stick them on the wall. What you do, what I did was uh, when I was wanting to learn them, I wrote them on a you know big font on a big piece mm-hmm. of paper. And I did exercises to him. Well, sixty-six push-ups, sixty-six jumping jacks, whatever you can do, um, just do that. Well, I'll get on the treadmill and be looking at it and talking to him while he works out. There you go. You know, but the sixty-six is good. You know, but I think we're gonna break it in new New Testament, Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the New Testament, I pretty much got down. But the Old Testament, man, once I get past the first five, it's like, okay, wait a minute. I get them mixed up and then I forget a few. So yeah. throw the Maccabees in there. Oh man, that's just <laughs> great. <laughs> so what about you, Tim? Yeah. Um, I, I think the I, I love what you said, Lewis, about um just you know, thinking of the Bible as a way to kind of fuel your faith in God. Mm. Um, I think that it, it depends a little bit on where a person is in mm. terms of what advice I would give them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about, I was thinking about it um, in terms of what you said, which is a very simple way to put it, and I really like that. I was thinking about it as it's about reading the Bible, it's about thinking, and it's about praying. That's mm-hmm. how I was thinking about it, um, and I, th- I say it's about reading the Bible. Um, because you got to open the Bible first, mm-hmm. right? You got to start somewhere. Amen. But it's about more than just reading. So I think I remember when I first opened the Bible myself, the first time that I ever read the Bible, I was in college. And it was to me, it was like a textbook, is how I thought about it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to read it 
and I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, That's I'm how gonna, I thought. Going to master it, <laughs> right? But then I realized quickly that that was not going to work. Yeah, and so <laughs> yeah. reading is essential, but it's more than that. It's also about thinking, and so um, there. Are, if you if, once you get into the Bible and start reading it, you realize like there's just a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people, a lot of places that I was unfamiliar with, mm-hmm. and so it's you got to start putting pieces of things together. And so, but it's but it's about more than just thinking. So in other words, you can't just figure God out. Mm-hmm. You can't just figure out his word. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also about a relationship. And so mm-hmm. that's why I say it's about praying, um, mm-hmm. because it's there's a, a dialogue going on. Mm-hmm. So in the Bible, God's speaking to us, but then when we pray, we're speaking back to him. And so that's where the relationship develops. Mm-hmm. And so... I guess just in a nutshell, I think it's about reading, it's about thinking, it's about praying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, all of that leads to some sort of a response from mm-hmm. us, and which is what I think Lewis was getting at when he was saying, mm-hmm. you know, you got to look for God in mm-hmm. your life then. Like, mm-hmm. how is he going to show up? What's yep. Because the whole Bible from beginning to end, it's not simply like information. Mm-hmm. It's God saying... Like, I want you to trust me. I want you to follow mm-hmm. me. I want you to believe in me. I want you mm-hmm. to obey me. So there's this invitation that God keeps issuing from beginning to mm-hmm. end that he's calling us to respond to. Mm-hmm. You go through the Psalms quite a bit, don't you? I do, yeah. Tell us about that. Um, the Psalms are a pretty amazing part of Scripture. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, there's a lot of different amazing parts of yeah. Scripture. I mean, you just talking about Joshua. I yeah. Mean, um, but I think the Psalms were are, are essentially songs or prayers mm-hmm. that that uh, the saints through the Old Testament era were writing to God. Mm-hmm. So you got David and you got Solomon, and you got these, you know, the son Asaph, Asaph and yeah. all these guys who are maybe sons Moses. of Korah, yeah. maybe Moses, yeah. yeah. And so you're you're getting a window into. Um, the, the faith, the life of the saints, mm-hmm. and how they... I mean, if you think about Old Testament, uh, Jewish people were singing these songs mm-hmm. to God. It was part of the f- the fuel, the food of their faith for centuries. And then, you know, even in Christian churches, these have been sung. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it's, a, it's an amazing part of Scripture. You also, I'm assuming that these were the same things that the Lord himself read and sung and prayed and so like psalm 110 is the most quoted uh old testament passage in the new testament yeah period like yeah almost every book of the new testament quotes psalm 110 yeah Mm. yeah keep going yeah so i mean it's just astonishing book uh and it feels like it's the experience of the saints like put in song and prayer so every time you go through it you're at a different place and you're connecting and identifying with different things that are going on in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. So you might be going through a difficult time and you're like, wow, that you know really speaks to me. Or you know, you just went through a, a time where you feel like God, you really saw mm-hmm. the Lord at work. And so you're full of praise and the mm-hmm. these parts this part of the scripture gives you words to mm-hmm. express those things. So I just think it's a wonderful So how how often do you go through the Psalms? Um, I, I mean, it varies. I've, I'm going through the Psalms right now. Um, and I, 
I've kind of gone on, on different pathways yeah. through the Psalms, but I try to go through it once a year at okay. least. Yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, I just want to always be in the yeah. Psalms and be thinking about, you know, the Lord mm-hmm. and how He walked through His life mm-hmm. and what it looks like mm-hmm. to follow Him. And and then when you are thinking about people in your life and praying yeah. for people and friends like me, you'll often go to a psalm and and give us a scripture. And I, I opened up to one that you uh, shared with me recently that I've been holding on to, um, and it's in Psalm 112, verse 7, and you just thought, and you just said that this is, is right for me right now, and it has been so right for me mm-hmm. uh, these days. Um, and it says this, it says, He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. That's Psalm 112, Mm. verse 7. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. And I just think of the life that of the righteous person who is trusting in God, whose faith is founded upon the Mm. rock of the Bible. Like the, 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 the firmer your foundation can be in life, then yeah, you get some bad news in your life, some horrible news. It's like, I'm not afraid of that. I mean, it can it, it can be awful, it can be bad, it can mm-hmm. be hard to go through, but you're not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. You almost can smile mm-hmm. with joy because you have a, a, a firm foundation and your heart is firm trusting in the Lord. And I like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say you have a hard heart, yeah. but your heart is firm. Mm-hmm. Now see, when, I, when I heard you read that, the first thing that jumped in my mind is that the Lord is not afraid to hear your confession. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah, sin yeah. is bad yeah, yeah. news to God. Yeah. So. He's not afraid. Mm. He's not a God that's afraid of you coming to him mm-hmm. and opening it up and confessing your sins. That's to him. right. You know. Psalms are full of that, right? <clears throat> that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's the I didn't even think about the way yeah, you thought. Yeah. And that's the man, that's the awesome thing it about is. God's word. Like yeah. what you said, I'm thinking, dude, like, where'd you get that from? Like, I understand <laughs> yeah. it, but I'm like, I'm totally like <laughs> chewing on this piece, which ain't even really that relatable to what you're saying. But what you're saying is great. But yeah. I got something totally different. Mm-hmm. I think both are true. Yeah. 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 That's mm. what like for me going mm. to the Bible, that's it's my why I do it. It helps me to understand reality. Because mm-hmm. if we it, the more I get away from, from it, the more I get in my own head or the things through media or the world or friends that yeah. that are just yeah, but, but the isn't Bible that the is thing reality. about the Bible? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's other people's reality mm-hmm. that we get a chance to see and hopefully learn so that their reality doesn't become ours. Mm-hmm. Or if it is, we can see their way out as our way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've never yeah. thought about like that. And I used to, like I used to go through the Bible very <laughs> religiously every year, um, and I, it was just a checklist for me. And um, these days, I, I I don't do that anymore. I just pick a like Joshua or or a Psalm one verse and just and chew on it and meditate on it and go back to it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And that's been kind of what I what I've needed. That's what kind of sank me over the years with trying to go through like this plan that someone else created. Yeah. And I get so far in it and then I struggle. Like, is it the devil trying to keep me mm-hmm. out of the Bible? Which definitely mm-hmm. probably is true. But then there seemed like this other thing that also was true was like this is just is like I'm checking a list. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I gotta get up in the morning. Oh, I gotta remember I gotta do this. Yeah. And it wasn't like I didn't have a passion, desire yeah. to want to even get in it. And then, then when I would get in it, I ain't getting nothing. Yeah. 
So it's like, why am I even doing this, man? And it's then, a burden. And then look at me. I'm so much better than these other people who didn't go through it. You yeah, know, well, like never, the Luke never, 18. Yeah, I've never had that thought. Oh, just I, just, just I because I'm, that I'm, thought. So, I'm so bad in myself, I can't never talk about yeah. how bad nobody else is. It's like, who am I to point a finger? But I think it, it's different for everybody. And maybe you do need to go through the whole Bible once a year for a while. Mm-hmm. Just uh, maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But yeah. I had a one season of life where I went through the Bible every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it for, f- I'm, I'm not saying this to brag, but I did it f- four out of five years. Mm-hmm. I went through the Bible and I had a specific purpose for doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I wanted to meet with the Lord yeah. and and, uh, and understand his word, but I have four kids mm-hmm. and they were, I don't know where this idea came from. I know it was Such from the Lord, idea. but I bought a journaling Bible, hmm. and my when my oldest was a senior in high school, I went through the journaling Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and every day I would just write like a little journal entry to my daughter. Mm-hmm. So, dear Karis, and then I would just talk about something in that scripture passage. In that passage, huh? And so I, I would do that for 365 days, mm-hmm. and then when she graduated from high school, I gave her the Bible when she went to college. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I did that for all four of my kids mm-hmm. who graduated from high school in five years. Mm-hmm. Dang. And so that, it was, like you said, Lewis, I found that there were times where I was like, man, like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm getting anything out of it. It's all those kind of questions. But the thing that kept driving me to like do it is I want to give this to mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and for it to be something that, like, I'm not going to be with them in college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this book can be mm. with them. And, you know, I, I have a son that probably has not read it yet. Mm-hmm. So he's graduated from college. And I don't think he ever opened mm. it. Mm-hmm. But I also have a daughter, my youngest, who, um, who goes to a Catholic university. And she, we were just having this conversation that uh, she would leave her Bible open on her desk. Mm. And so, you know, it had you know, some stuff Mm. that I had written to her. And so she said, like, whenever, like, guys, like, come into my room, they always go there. Mm -hmm. They look at my Bible, they read the (laughs) Mm. comments, who wrote this, et cetera, et cetera. So she has a roommate who took the the Bible that I had given Mm -hmm. my daughter, because she didn't have one of her own, she took it to class, and was... sharing answers <laughs> from the book with the professor. Wow. And so just mm. interesting to see yeah. like how God uses those wow. kinds of things. But it's like one of the, I don't know, one that's of the dope. greatest gifts you could it give. Is, one man. of the best that's, ideas. Man, that's, man, that's raw. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I was just so grateful to the Lord when all of my kids were gone that he had kind of allowed me to have mm-hmm. that little opportunity to speak into their lives. And, and they have to. your like, you're writing yeah. with mm-hmm. pen and ink yeah. on this <clears throat> thing for the rest of their lives. And yeah. I think that's something <clears throat> that any and grandparents could do for yeah. <clears throat> 100%. kids or grandkids yeah. or it's never too, never too late, I guess. Yeah. Well, man, Tim, it's been, man, it's been a joy. It has it's spent been time all mine, with you guys. I mean, I wish we could stay here for another couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> ch- I mean, there's so many. Like, we're all multifaceted people, you know, yeah. but you're also a coach, you know, Coach yeah. Basketball. I love yeah. basketball. There's a little bit of a coach. He's a children's book writer. He wrote a book on the book of Jonah, a children's yes. book. Did you oh, know that? I didn't know yeah. that. 
It's called Man Man on the Run. Yep. Yeah, Man on, Man the, run. on the Run. Man on the Run. Check that out. Is too. it like a big fish and then Jonah like hightailing it? <laughs> Pretty much. The yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I love Jonah. Jonah's a great book. It is a great book. It is. I yep. mean, it's powerful, man. Mm-hmm. It was in four chapters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Powerful four chapters. So. Well, man, like, again, thank you for being with us today. Um, we look forward to maybe, you know, in the future, learning more, maybe getting some other staff. Um, hint, 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 wink, wink to Sam and you, you know, from, uh, from Open, Open the, the Bible. Bible to maybe come and grace us with their presence. We can ask them some other things of, of Open the Bible that roles they may play and even other some personal questions yep. and stuff like that. But, man, it's been great. So thank you so much, brother, for being here. And, uh, Oh, I like this. Like the like. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's all right. It. All right. I was like, is that like that drum march thing with the soldiers and stuff? That so I love this song. What's the website? Openthebible.org. Or openthebible.org. Go there. Check out the ministry. And uh, man, share this with others, man. Yeah. And don't go stepping in no BS. No nope. peace. peace. <laughs> I like that ending. <laughs>